Tuesday quarterback edition of the Gridiron Podcast. I'm your host and commissioner, Huck Breeze, here to go over some late season managerial grades in the Gridiron Fantasy League. The weeks have turned double digits, and there are a number of teams who are starting to prepare their playoff schedules. One team, Notorious, was the first hit eight wins this season, which by all statistical measures is beyond the benchmark for a playoff team. In the 17 years of the Gridiron, no team that has won seven games, has ever failed to reach the playoffs. So while it's not officially a clinching week for Max and Neil, they could take solace in the fact that barring an unprecedented statistical anomaly, they will also be in the hunt for a trophy starting week 14. While I'm on the subject, not reaching the seven-win regular season finish doesn't necessarily mean that you are destined for the lottery. A six-win win team has made the playoffs 18 times in the history of the ground. Actually, it happens more often than not, occurring seven out of the last 10 years. The only years where a team with a losing record did not make the playoffs, at least in the last decade, were 2017, 2011, and 2010. Now, although in the past I've mentioned that making the playoffs with five wins is technically possible, it has never happened. It would take an extremely top-heavy season for that to be possible, and while I don't count it out, the chances are slim to none. So let's talk about the success of these teams with regular season mediocrity. Of the teams that have made it in with losing records, only two have made the show. Neil, Shab Nation in 2008, a loser, of course, and Kirby, Dog Pound, the winner of the 2004 championship. Now, for historical reasons, I feel like I need to explain that we only had 12 teams in 2004, and the playoffs were from week 15 to 17. And as most fantasy footballers know, week 17 is a fantasy wasteland where most winning teams pack it in, making it for a statistical crapshoot. Now, for all the teams sliding into the playoffs with seven wins, 11 teams have made the championship, but only three have finished victorious. Camacho last year in 2019, Fufa Slayer in 2016, where both teams had seven wins, and Faux Shizzle in 2005 also where both teams had seven wins. So why these statistics? Well, one of the things I sympathize with is the empty feeling of missing the playoffs and or a lost season. I want to reiterate weekly that no matter what place you are in, no matter what week it is, as long as you are a member of this league, you are playing for something week to week. Now, today I wanted to hand out my Halfway point managerial grades. These grades don't necessarily reflect your record, but more of how you have personally uh, manufactured wins or losses for yourself post-draft. These do not in any way represent draft grades. Okay, so let's get that straight. A championship team is made in two pieces, a solid draft and what you do afterwards, transactions. So let's start from the bottom. Last man standing, you get a C plus. You've never been a high transaction manager, and until you are, you probably won't be in the A range. But a lot of what has happened to you this season is beyond your control. Dak's injury led you down a trail of clowns with Cowboys QBs, and you've been forced to settle for Jets signal callers. Now, what hurt your grade the most was probably your unwillingness to weather the st- or your willingness to weather the storm of Cam Newton's disaster of a season thus far, 
as well as the unpredictability of the Tampa Bay run game. Next up, eternal touchdown, you get a C. And I cannot pinpoint any transaction since September 5th, which was prior to week one, where you've made a positive impact to your team. You've lost three trades and have made wrong decision after wrong decision on the waiver wire week to week. A below average draft let, left you not a lot to work with, but since the pickups of Antoine Winfield and Rodrigo Blankenship, your managerial prowess has gone flat, giving you the least points in the league. Next up, Darth Scott, you receive a D. You adopted the strategy of what have you done for me lately? And it has produced a three and seven record and a move hole. Your impatience and anxious pickups have left you with one move to spread out over a six week span. Your trades this season are detestable with the only bright spot being questionably Justin Herbert. As a small sample, you have given Max Jamal Adams and Miles Sanders, arguably his best running back and definitely his best defender for Le'Veon Bell and TJ Watt. Now, if you were tanking for Trevor, or rather Patrick, Kyler, or Russell, you're doing a fine job. You, you probably would have had a failing grade if not for your riveting speeches you've given to your team this season. All right, moving on to Fupa Slayer. Now, reluctantly, I'm going to give you a B-. Your recovery from the disastrous QB2 situation that you created by depending on both Darnold and Haskins is admirable. You've had some transactions for wide receiver anchors, but this season has been an absolute disaster for you at the running back position. Your trust in Zeke all but sank your season as you held on to him for entirely too long and sold him for absolute peanuts. For someone who prides himself more than anyone else in the gridiron on manufacturing wins and doing more with less, uh, this is subpar. Next up, unicycle polar bears. You get a C plus. I bet you had more than a few regrets about adopting the bears QB situation. And while that in itself can significantly hurt a managerial grade, there are other dings on your record. At very few times, this season, you have run with a legitimate running back, too. You've swapped Zach Moss, Gus Edwards, and Jarek McKinnon on a carousel of unpredictability. You played the Gronk situation as bad as it have, could possibly be played, trusting him at his worst and then selling him prior to his best. At most points, your losses are due to self-inflicted wounds. On to the poopy two. You get a B-. Now, it's really hard to give your team a favorable grade, even though I wanted to. You, you've kept the pillars of your draft intact, and partly due to that, you're on a four-game skid. I think the biggest dent on your managerial grade is your bi-week management. While you have made a strong effort to get these filled, especially over the last four weeks, you've done so poorly. I will say that you pulled off one of the biggest heists for DK Metcalf, but that only balances out a year of poor defense and running back struggles. Next up, Rumham. You get an A minus. Your draft grade will always be volatile due to your unwilling or your willingness to be a mover and a shaker. Some years it works and some years it doesn't. This year, well, the jury is still out. But what I will say is that the team you drafted was dead in the water. In fact, it could have been the worst team in the league at this point. 
You had a major plus with how you upgraded your QB situation from Locke to Herbert to Ryan, turning a set of wide receiver two slash threes into two wide receiver ones and adding a workhorse running back as a free agent. Even if the playoffs aren't in your future, you've done a lot with what you've drafted, if there's any solace in that. Camacho, you get a C plus. A decent job keeping it together with that hand that you were dealt by yourself. But just imagine if you had Josh Allen, DK Metcalf, and Jordan Poyer on your team right now. You received Alex Smith, Honey Badger, Matt Stafford, and Christian Kirk for the trio of the QB3, the wide receiver three, and the DB1 overall. Yikes, that's definite C-plus material. I will say you have done well in the defensive department, picking up a few solid players to keep you afloat. Dad? D-plus. You've made a handful of inconsequential moves and have made one very minor trade. You honestly have done nothing as a manager and have been lucky to have not needed to to do so to have a winning record. If for some reason you had a losing record this season, this would no doubt be an F. With a handful of well-crafted moves, you could be number one in the league. And the only reason you've passed is because you haven't ruined a decently good draft. The Maestro, C-. You have also done very little to try and win games through transactions, and for the first five weeks, it seemed as if you didn't need to. You were coasting to a first-place finish and a solid managerial grade. You don't necessarily need to do anything to a masterpiece to earn a solid managerial grade, but alas, you've lost four of your last five and three in a row. Where you are the only team to have the same starting lineup that you drafted all the way in Week 11, which is impressive in itself, I don't believe anyone has ever taken home a trophy without adaptation. Ulysses S. Grant, you get an A+. Now, you started out 0-3. You had just an awful draft and translates to an early season hole. Since then, you have transplanted your entire team, besides Tom Brady and Leighton Vanderesh, stringing together seven straight wins. Now, I could break down all 16 of your trades and all 30 transactions, but it's just going to conclude with an A+, and the best managerial grade in the league at this point in the season. Bravo. Disco Lemonade, you get a B+. You have weathered your weak spots of QB2 and tight end nicely, trading for Drew Locke and Hayden Hurst. Although you had to give up Gurley and T. Higgins, I think this fits your team better. In addition, you look to have received a different QB than the one that played for the Broncos early in the year, as Drew Locke has played significantly better for the most part. Without a few transactions and or trades, you could be fighting for a playoff spot. And last but not least, Notorious. You get an A. You really have done a great job this season. You had a great draft, but being in first place after drafting Christian McCaffrey with your first pick requires some finesse. Both quarterbacks have been acquired via trade, and you have added two of three wide receivers in the same way. In all of these swaps, you ate most of your significant buys in week four by punting against cause. You didn't have to mortgage your team to create a team that is eight and two, most importantly on the defensive end. I know from first-hand experience that you were bombarded with offers for both Leonard and Baker on a weekly basis prior to the trade deadline. And regardless of where you finish, just a solid effort all around. Now, just as I always do, I have to clarify that these grades shouldn't be taken to heart. These are, in fact, my opinions. 
I've made my own mistakes throughout the year, and, and, and my record reflects them. And that's all I have for you this week, and apologies for the delay on these, but I wanted to get them right for you as we head into the upcoming week. And yes, I'll be back with you later today, joined as always by Scott Shettig, a.k.a. Darth Scott, to bring you our picks for Week 11 in the great Gridiron Fantasy Football League. Could have finally so seen